Well, what is up all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there and welcome back to another episode of Mando Talk. As always, I am your host, Caleb Keller, and it's going to be a great day. Happy Monday if you're listening to this as soon as it's dropping. I've got my Dunkin' coffee uh, ready to go to help me get through this week. I've got a Bad Batch-inspired colored tea repping over on YouTube. So we're going to have some fun uh, today as we talk about the latest episode of The Bad Batch. First of all, obviously, it's just me again. You know, Zach is continuing to do his thing. He is a now a father of the dark side. And uh, I hope everything is going good for him, as I know it is. And I hope everything is going good for you. Well, this week, we're going to talk about episode 13, Infested of the Bad Batch. And again, it's just going to be me. Hopefully, that is A-OK with you. We're just going to go through a bunch of different things with this episode, and it's going to be a ton of fun. So listen, we got some plugs that I always like to get out of the way first things first and that is this twitter and tiktok at mando talk make sure you check us out on those social platforms we have a ton of fun on both of those as always our twitter polls are always active as far as how you can get involved and incorporated with our shows here uh you vote on the polls we talk about the polls that's an easy way to do it and then tiktok we're having a ton of fun with that platform so check us out on those discord discord link is in the description now speaking of discord we just recently had a conversation about this new poster that is officially licensed by Lucasfilm of Baby Yoda creating his own lightsaber with Luke Skywalker. I am very intrigued by that poster and tell you what, to tease it up a little bit, we'll talk about that poster on the next news live stream and those live streams go down over on YouTube. So you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not done so. We are on the road to a 100 subscribers by the time the Book of Boba Fett hits because we have a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline by the time the Book of Boba Fett hits. So you want to be subscribed. We need 38 more subscribers to get to that 100 mark. We would really appreciate it if you guys out there helped us get there. Spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about Mando Talk. If you love Star Wars, if you know people in your family, your friend group, wherever that love Star Wars, tell them about us because we just share our love for Star Wars here. That is our forte. And uh, yeah, let's keep let's keep growing. Let's keep having a ton of fun. So like I said, some really cool things coming down the pipeline soon. I like immediately following after the Bad Batch finishes. Right now, we're kind of in season. There's a new show coming out. So I'm dedicating all of my efforts and time to that. But we're thinking a little bit outside the box coming up here soon. And, and I can't wait uh, to get to do those things. And anyway, there's my tease. There's my plugs. But our show this week, we're going to hit our Twitter poll and I'm going to share our overall impressions, myself and Zach. Zach sent me his uh, episode impressions of this week's. Then we're going to run through the plot and I'm going to share my opinions, my thoughts, my theories, uh, things of that nature. And then at the very end, to tease you to stick around, don't skip ahead. Please don't skip ahead. You want to hear everything I have to say. And then at the end of this episode, I'm actually going to pose a little bit of a debate, like an inner debate that I am currently feeling myself. And that is, is Star Wars animation in a different state today as a Star Wars fan? 
And I'll leave it at that. We'll get to that in a second. But first thing that I want to do is I want to hit this Twitter poll. So again, follow us at Mando Talk over on Twitter if you have not done so already. And here is the results. Again, a perk of being on YouTube, you can see these results. You can see images. You can see the things that we're feeling. So again, check that out. So episode 13 poll at Mando Talk on Twitter. It says, Star Wars and the Bad Batch fans, what are your overall impressions of Bad Batch episode 13 infested? And I am shocked by these results. This is the first time that we've gotten these type of of results. Excuse me. We've always had top tier being the most. And if it's not top tier, then it's definitely good, but not great. But look at these results and listen to these results. 26.2%. And we actually had 42 votes this week. So that's a good number, a good representation. We're getting close to that 50 mark here. 26.2% of votes said not for me. That is huge in comparison to previous polls. Usually we have maybe one or two uh, voters that click that selection. 52.4% clicked. It's okay. 14.3% said good but not great. And 7.1% said top tier. Those results shocked me. Um, and I know as soon as I watched this episode of The Bad Batch and I got on Twitter, I saw some things. I saw some negative vibes going on uh, that I wasn't really accustomed to seeing as we were going throughout this show. So those results are very interesting. And the next thing that I actually want to do is share our selections for this episode and my selection as well. I'm also with the audience was it's okay. And here's why. I enjoyed it. I thought the action was fun. I thought some interesting species species appeared. That was really cool. Some name drops and just overall scenes were fun. I had a bunch of fun with this episode. However, the reason why I could not get out of the it's okay category is because it did not push the story any further in my opinion, at least currently, you know, we might come back to this and look at it and say, okay, you know what, I get that. And typically that's what happens. But right now, I'm not able to connect the dots as far as where we could see this um, in the future. Now, the Omega, um, Omega stuff that we keep getting, Omega has a moment of convincing the Bad Batch of what the right thing to do is. Now, this is something that we keep coming back to. And honestly, this is negative. I'm going dark side this week. I think that plot device is getting a little bit repetitive at this point. Uh, it happened last episode. Omega had to convince them to get involved. And, you know, it, that's a great character development. It's a great moment to see the Bad Batch trust her instincts. But I think we're past that point. I think we, at this point, have seen that Omega is just as much part of the crew as the rest of them. So, I'm okay with not seeing this plot point, plot thread anymore of helping them. And then also my final reason of saying that it's just okay is I'm kind of done with Sid. You know, I, I enjoy Sid. I don't have anything negative to say about Sid, but I'm not interested in, I guess, her character as far as what she's doing for our Bad Batch crew uh, anymore. Uh, I'm ready to get past this bounty hunter lifestyle that they're currently doing. But those are my overall thoughts. You know what? And also, we have Zach. Zach sent me his, just like he said he was going to continue to do. And here are his overall thoughts. He said, we are officially back in the why should I care about this 
type of episode. When you end the last episode with that cliffhanger and have this entire episode to have nothing to do with it, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> I get very disappointed. It wasn't a bad episode and I landed in the it's okay, but it was basically a waste of my time. Three episodes left this season and we better get back to Crosshair and the Rebels in all caps and you know what, Zach, I, I agree with you. I am, I guess, going with you to the dark side this week in agreement with all of those things that you just said. And other than that, let's dive into the episode, okay? You know what? You've gotten our overall thoughts on the episodes or on this week's episode, and I've broken this episode into the different categories again. Last week, we did like different character categories, but this week, we're doing like separate plot points. Like our first point is going to be like setting the stakes for the episode, and then we're just going to go from there. You know, I'm going to share the plot. I'm going to share my thoughts on it. So let's just have a ton of fun together, and let's get into it. So the first thing that goes down is the crew returns to Ord Mantell following the completion of a job for Sid involving Gundarks. Now, Gundarks, cool little connection here, are large devil-looking, kind of rancorous shaped, like they're huge. They're just these huge creatures, and they kind of, uh, like I said, appear like really big devilish looking creatures. And we've actually seen them before. We've seen them in the Clone Wars, so that was a pretty cool plug. Like I mentioned, reason why I said it's okay is I love those little name drops, uh, those creature drops, because it takes me back to other things that we've seen. Now, upon arriving at Sid's parlor, the crew notices the place is loaded with people, mysterious soldiers, Pikes, and Roland. Roland is a devouring, uh, I messed that word up. I messed that species up. Roland is a Devaronian and son of crime boss Isa Durand. Now, my overall impression on this guy was he was, just like I said with the episode, okay. You know, he goes through this thing where he tries to be intimidating. He wasn't really intimidating. And that's how I felt about him as well. Like, he never really got to the point where I took the dude seriously. But that's okay. Regardless, he's running the place. And also in that, uh, let's see if I can get this pulled up here for those of you that are on YouTube. We had the Pikes. The Pikes... I love seeing these creatures because we've seen connections with them before to other characters in the saga that we well know of and specifically Darth Maul. And maybe I'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to the back end of this episode. I think maybe if there's a connection to be made between this episode, I guess this teases up the possibility of getting some more crime syndicate action, which means Darth Maul assumingly is thriving right now maybe this is how we could see this episode come back to play we could finally i guess see darth maul involved somehow not this season but maybe next those are my overall thoughts with that as far as you know going into sid's parlor seeing all of these different creatures seeing roland in charge and specifically seeing the pipes uh heavily in the background i was immediately intrigued when i saw that now the crew does end up running into Sid after they realize that she is no longer in there. And this is where Omega convinces the crew to help get her parlor back. And then this leads to our mission. And this will be the next plot point that we get to. The mission is to sneak into the parlor to steal the spice Roland is giving to the Pikes so he could be dealt with. Pretty simple mission. Let's see if it gets done. And you know what? Actually, if you've seen the episode, you know that it sort of gets done. So let's get into it. Sid mentions waking up the hive 
and Wrecker drops his flashlight, all goofy-like, which leads to the Hive awakening for a brief moment. That was a heavy, heavy, heavy foreshadowing moment. I knew we were coming back to that eventually. Two of Sid's aides take Ruby, Roland's pet. I think we've seen this creature before, but I'm really struggling uh, with remembering it might have honestly been in this season but you let me know you know what jump down in the comments if you're on youtube let me know if we've seen uh ruby before and also over on discord click that link tell me you know what caleb you're completely forgetting that we've seen ruby before or you're just going crazy we haven't seen ruby before but anyway the aides take ruby to give the crew some time to sneak into sid's office where the stash of spice is however the two do a horrible job ruby gets away which gives the bad batch a lot less time than anticipated. And then Roland notices the spice is missing. His soldiers uh, spot the Bad Batch before they officially get away, which leads to action going down in the tunnels. And we just heard Sid mention that you can't make a bunch of noise or you're going to wake the hive up. And we get blasters, we get fighting, we get crashing ensuing. And that leads to the hive bat-like creatures. They're kind of scared of the light. Uh, and I think we get a name drop. Earlings are what those creatures were officially given the title of. And they officially awaken. And again, chaos ensues. And the spice gets misplaced, which leads to a bunch of different interesting things. So we're actually back to the Pikes here in this episode because the Pikes arrive to question Roland regarding the spice and threatens Roland and his family if he doesn't get uh, their payment back. Now, inside this conversation, Roland really attempts uh, to be threatening, you know, like I alluded to. He tries to be the big bad, but he doesn't really become the big bad because the pikes put him right in his place, but he did make the name drop Obadiah. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. Again, another can plug there. And then we get this moment. Honestly, this moment was my favorite moment of this entire episode, because as the pikes are leaving the parlor with Roland as prisoner, the bad batch and Sid happen to arrive at the exact same moment and what the pikes say is you know what you got to go get the spice we're going to hold on to omega while you do that mission for us and here's my coolest moment of the episode and that's when all of the bad batch standing behind sid uh they just stand up to him they're like no you're not taking omega she is part of our crew i loved that moment it was like they all simultaneously just drew their weapons it was pretty cool i liked that moment that moment was pretty fun for me now i talked about uh the pikes and how they could be you know more important than what we actually currently realize as far as this story goes and it has all to do with sid making this comment uh while the bad batch is trying to you know say no to the pikes and keep omega she says that you do not know who you are dealing with and that they would rather be dead than mess with them and them being the pikes again the pikes are very heavily involved with the crime syndicate world that's going on especially right now in the galaxy you know the empire yes they are starting to create dominance across the galaxy but right now we've got pikes in the background we got the huts making moves we've got darth maul and crimson dawn and we see that little tease actually in the clone wars final season where maul is talking to all of these different crime lords 
And I think, like I alluded to earlier, if there is a reason for this episode, that's the reason that this might be our segue into somehow seeing Darth Maul in a second season or a third season or whenever they want to do it. Because in the final season of the Clone Wars, Darth Maul just gets away and we don't really know how he begins the process of setting up Crimson Dawn. I think this is, it has to be, at least right now, unless you think I'm completely off base here, this has to be the reason why the Pikes are getting involved to potentially set up the plot point of seeing Darth Maul, or maybe not Darth Maul, just Crimson Dawn or all the other crime lords going on right now, because we're going to have to see that at some point. It it got teased in the final season of The Clone Wars for a reason. I I feel kind of passionate about that. I'm I'm getting myself going here as I'm talking about that. I think that's the reason uh, for this episode, and maybe I've convinced myself to, to appreciate the episode a little bit more but I still land in the it's okay category to be completely honest. But anyway, uh, yeah, the crew gets away from the Earlings as they were causing havoc and they do kind of get the spice away from Roland, which creates these issues with Roland. But in the end, it kind of gets the bad batch in a bad situation because Omega is being held prisoner at this point by the pikes while they have to go and get uh, the spice retrieve it again for the pikes so they kind of have to do just roland's dirty work after taking spice away from roland so yeah kind of i guess eh, an okay plot point in my opinion but anyway let's keep moving on in the episode we do get kind of like a second mission here where the bad batch has to now retrieve the spice sit in record drop down into the tunnels a trolley falls resulting in the Earlings again waking up and causing chaos. Tech creates a light detonator, and this was probably the coolest visual of the episode by far. He drops this light detonator to scare the Earlings away. And yeah, if you're on YouTube, just look at that shot. That was a really cool shot. Uh, Great technology there by Tech. Uh, And you know what? That brings me to something. I think Tech has has really not been given enough attention in this season of all the crew members in the bad batch. I feel like tech's character has grown the least and I would really love to see, you know, them dive deeper into tech uh, more than they have. Now with three episodes left, I don't really know if we can expect it that much because of all the other things that they've set up, but that is one negative that, that, that I keep coming back to week by week is tech keeps doing these cool things. And I'm a tech guy. Like I love seeing him come up with these inventions, uh, these tools, but we don't really get to like get inside his brain, I guess, if you will, like we're not diving deeper into tech and I would love to see tech dive deep into because that's my kind of persona. I love technology. I love what he does with it. But anyway, I'm going off a tangent there, but Omega and Roland have some moments as far as, you know, getting to understand each other that lead me to believe that we're not necessarily done with Roland at this point. Uh, So we kind of went back and forth between the mission and also hearing them have a conversation. And we get to the moment there at the end of the episode where the Pikes, you know, to try to, I guess, cause fear, create fear, even though they did end up getting the spice, they end up cutting one of Roland's horns off to end the episode now 
I know that it was, it looked visually as you were watching it, you probably were just thinking, oh, they just did that to inflict pain. Um, and I, for a second there, I thought, are they really about to slice this dude's head off on an animated television show that's really designed uh, for kids? Uh, and they didn't. They end up slicing off one of his horns. Now, like I said, I, well, here's my opinion on that. I like to believe that this wasn't done out of inflicting pain. I don't know if this is out there somewhere in canon. I guess this is my own head canon right now. But I think maybe the Pikes know something as far as the Varonian, and I hope I'm saying that creature, uh, that culture's name correctly. If not, Discord always helps me out as far as pronunciation. But anyway, here's my statement. I, sorry, I keep going back and forth. I like to believe this wasn't done out of inflicting pain, but losing a horn may be viewed negatively in the Devaronian culture. That's my current, I guess, headcanon theory. I think they did that because they knew that maybe he would feel shameful about losing one of his horns. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. I think that adds a layer to that moment that maybe on the surface wasn't there but i like that you know what if you like that leave a thumbs up on the youtube video you know what there's some there's a call to action if you like that uh head cannon theory there like the video and if you're listening on podcast we'll just keep coming back and listening all right anyway that ends the episode we get this moment here at the very end of the episode this shot of hunter and omega and hunter kind of asked like uh I think it had something to do with Roland and knowing to help him or something like that or something of, the, of that nature. And Omega's just like, you know, I just kind of had this feeling kind of thing, basically. Uh, one of those moments, but regardless, you know, Hunter and o Omega, they continue to heavily show their father-daughter type relationship going on, and that's great to see. But that was the plot. That was the entirety of the episode of The Bad Batch. Like I said, in my overall impressions, my overall takeaway, there, it didn't really currently, for me, push the story further. But hopefully, if you're listening or watching, you know, maybe you agree with me. Maybe the Pikes being involved here is a route to maybe seeing crime syndicates, crime lords, maybe Darth Maul, the Huts. Uh, Ryden Voss from Solo, a Star Wars story. Maybe this is how we get those type of players involved in this Bad Batch uh, show, and I'm all for that. And if this episode is what needed to be done to get that crime syndicate kind of action brought into the show, then I'll look back on it and appreciate the episode more. But right now, and it sounds like Zach feels the same way, and over on Discord, I keep getting these vibes, and over on Twitter, we got those vibes on the poll. Right now, this episode isn't really landing. It looks like with the majority of the fans, or at least our audience, and I'm kind of with you guys uh, this week for this week's episode of The Bad Batch, titled Inflicted. Sorry, it wasn't titled Inflicted. My bad. Titled Infested. Infested. I was trying to scroll through my notes there to get to the title, and I, I took a wild guess at it as I was trying to get to it. But anyway, those are my overall thoughts. Now, I teased this up at the beginning of the episode. Let's come to a debate portion of my current thoughts on Star Wars animation. Now, the question that I posed at the beginning of this episode was... Is Star Wars animation in a different state today? 
Now, here's my two sides of this internal debate that I'm struggling with as far as this episode goes. Number one, this episode just heavily alludes to, you know what? It's just Clone Wars and Rebels storytelling. You know, that's just part of animation. Clone Wars and Rebels, we have these arcs that weren't as important as others, and it was just an episode to watch. That's one stance in this debate. The second stance that I'm internally struggling with is that Star Wars animation is in a different state now because of all of these expectations that these previous animation shows have developed, that they created because they were so awesome. So let's dive into this, my internal struggle with this right now. Number one, let's take the Clone Wars Rebels storytelling points, for instance. Here's what I've got as far as, you know what, we should be okay with this type of episode because this is just what animation's like for Star Wars. Clone Wars had so many subplots and other stories to tell. Some episodes never had a payoff, and that's just part of it. That was part of something that we came to a realization of as fans that, you know, these shows, they're poor kids. We just need to have fun with them. We just need to take them on the surface level, just dive deep into the Star Wars lore, into canon, get inside the world in this animation style. And that was just part of it. We were okay uh, with those type of episodes because it was just further exploring the franchise. Also, in, inside these points for, you know what, this is just animation storytelling. We should just get over it. It wasn't until later seasons when the stakes get higher. Like for the Bad Batch right now, we're in season one still. And in Clone Wars and in Rebels, admittedly, the first season is not the best season. It's not even close to top tier, in my opinion. It's just fun. It's, a, it's fun to dive, like I said, dive deeper into the franchise. And it just takes the stories and and we just have fun with them kind of mentality is kind of my final point there with we should just accept this type of Clone Wars and Rebels storytelling uh, that this episode heavily leaned into. It was it's just a story to have fun with and just appreciate on the surface level. OK, so that's one take as far as my internal debate that I'm having with this episode and essentially the Bad Batch. You know, we're not necessarily diving deep into lore each and every single week, but it's animation. I should just have fun with it, have fun with these smaller story arcs uh, and leave it at that and not worry about it being top tier each and every single week. My second internal debate with this question, though, of where Star Wars animation is at now um, in our current state is that Star Wars itself, because the animation has been so good, is now different. Clone Wars came out when we all thought it was the last content that we would ever see as far as Star Wars goes, at least for a while. So we were okay with the smaller stories because we loved every single second of it just being able to be in the franchise some more because at that state, George Lucas hadn't sold Disney and we were just having fun with seeing those characters. Sorry, George Lucas hadn't sold Star Wars yet to Disney and we were just having fun with those characters. And my, my big point here with this, and I hope I'm making sense with this, by the way, uh, my big point with Star Wars being different now as far as animation goes is Clone Wars and Rebels have now set the bar so high, in my opinion, with later seasons that it's those type of episodes of what the fans have come to expect. 
Like we we look back on Clone Wars and we look back on Rebels and we remember the incredible and the top tier arcs. We don't necessarily remember the smaller arcs that didn't have anything to do with Anakin or Obi-Wan in Clone Wars or necessarily Jedi stuff in Rebels. We remember the big things. Okay. And and that's why, in my opinion, I think I'm leaning more toward Star Wars animation being in a different state. And I can't look at it on a surface level anymore because we know what top tier Star Wars animation is at this point. Okay. So those were my big points as far as those two internal debates right now for me. I am very much struggling with how I overall appreciate the Bad Batch. I don't know if I should take it on the surface level uh, like I did with Clone Wars and like I did with Rebels because we've seen what top tier is now for animation. And as Star Wars fans, obviously, we always, always, always want to get top tier because we're all happy at top tier. Uh, and I don't know if I should be in that lane or if I should now, you know, straighten up and expect the top tier of the best each and every single week, which it's really hard to do that, by the way. Uh, but anyway, those are my current thoughts on our Bad Batch uh, season so far. This Bad Batch episode in particular, I am very much struggling with. It's, it's causing this internal debate for me again. And we'll see. We'll see. We got three episodes left uh, to finish this show out. And we'll see how I feel overall about the Bad Batch uh, when we get there. And Mando Talk will continue to cover uh, the Bad Batch with you, for you, and we'll continue to have a bunch of fun. That is the episode. Those are my thoughts. I can't wait to, you know, maybe get Zach on. We'll see. Uh, he's, he's still, you know, doing the father thing. We'll see when he's able to get back on. I can't wait for that moment. Thursday nights, we continue to do live streams about all the recent Star Wars news over on YouTube. Uh, so there's a YouTube link in our description. If you are listening on podcasts, you just click that link. It'll take you right to our YouTube channel and subscribe to that YouTube channel if you have not done so. Like I said, a bunch of fun live streams, cool things coming down the pipeline. So you want to check that out. Twitter, uh, TikTok, at Mando Talk. Check those platforms out to continue to communicate with us. Discord link is in the description, and that's all I've got. So listen, let me get out of here. We've hit the 30-minute mark. Again, it's kind of shorter these past couple of weeks because it's been me, but that's A-OK. -okay. I hope you're appreciating it. I hope maybe that gives you just some more time to, you know, dive deeper in, into Star Wars yourself. Uh, I just actually finished Heir to the Empire for the first time. I know it's not canon anymore, but in the summer months, I've finally gotten some more time to actually dive deeper into the comics, into the novels. And I just wrapped up Heir to the Empire. You know, so many people for so long have talked about that trilogy. And with like the Legends Essential collection that uh, Del Rey is putting out right now, that led me to check that uh, novel out, Heir to the Empire. And I loved it. You know, if you're interested in hearing like a spoiler live stream, maybe, or maybe just a spoiler podcast episode of my thoughts on the heir to the empire, let me know, reach out to me on Twitter in the DMS at Mando talk, or let me know in the discord. Uh, and I'll do it. If you guys want to hear me talk about it, because I'm honestly, I'm kind of passionate about that book. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but anyway, you know what, let me get out of here. I'm rambling on here at the end, just because I have so much fun doing this and I don't really want to end it. But next week we'll continue to review the next episode of the bad batch, but you want to check us out on Thursday over on YouTube, uh, for our news live stream. And until then have a great week. 
continue drinking your coffee, your water, your, your diet Coke, your Coke, whatever, your spotchka, your blue milk, your green milk, do whatever you got to do to get through the week. And we can't wait to see you again. And until then, as always, we have spoken.